1: Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday, it's April 20th, it's 2021. We have 13 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. Joined by my good buddy, Genie407. Grant, how's it going, my friend? Eh, Not too bad, winning money
2: on baseball, losing money on basketball, because for some reason I keep playing. But, maybe I'll learn my lesson one day, but not today. In any case, we got baseball.
1: This baseball man, Um, definitely ready for this slate. It looked like it was going to be a pretty decent um, Monday slate until Bundy pitched (laughs) Bundy pitched that last inning. Um, That that last inning was rough. I'm not going to lie. So um, ready to ready to bounce back here and um, you know let's get let's get it on the let's get it going here for Tuesday. Yeah, do it. Before we break into the slate, if you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to superdraft.com. Awesome sponsors of the podcast. Love what they're doing over there. Roster your favorite plays without worrying about a salary cap. Sign up using promo code grinders for a $50 instant deposit alongside with 50% deposit match bonus up to 500 bucks. What grant every day. I think it's almost every day they're overlaying, um, you know, contests on basketball and baseball. Take advantage of the overlay. You know, we'll have a super draft play of the day coming up later in the show. Um, but yeah, take advantage of the overlay. Like if you're trying to build a bankroll, super drafts an excellent place to be trying to build a bankroll because you're not going to get the value that you're getting anywhere else. Um, you know, getting overlay and almost paying zero rake um, almost every day.
2: Yep. Yeah. No, I plus if you're playing basketball over there, I'm just paying the extra rake,
1: <laughs> extra negative
2: rake every single day. I'll Grant's... take it back from you in baseball, but
1: Grant's helping the odds out for you guys over there. <laughs> yeah.
2: I've paid so much money to other players in basketball over the last week. It's been impressive.
1: All right. Let's jump into this one. Uh, we got a lot to talk about and break down here. We start with Minnesota at Oakland, no total in this game. It's going to be a Shoemaker against Sean Maniah, we think. Um, this is a doubleheader, I'm pretty sure. So I don't know why DraftKings has this on the slate for what it's worth. Um, I wish they would have left this game off. But anyway, um, let's start here with Shoemaker. Any interest in him here going up against Oakland?
2: Uh, I mean, a little bit, not a ton. I mean, Oakland's not a bad strikeout matchup, and he has been good, pretty good so far this season. Priced normally at 7.7K. Like, he hasn't really had too many tough matchups this year. So, Seattle and Detroit, like, I'm not buying into his numbers this year too much. But obviously been a slightly above average pitcher in the past. I don't hate it. It's just there's, rather guys that, that, there's a lot of guys I'd rather go with on the slate than him. So, I'm kind of just out on him.
1: Yeah, I, I think he is okay, but not great. And Oakland's lineup with, like, the addition of Lowry being back and, and Moreland there, they they have enough lefties to kind of give Shoemaker um, enough trouble. He'll, he'll generate ground balls and give up hard contact to righties, but he's not generating ground balls against lefties. He's giving up a ton of fly balls. He's giving up a ton of hard contact. And I think that is something that I kind of want to avoid here, um, even with this game being in Oakland. And then on the other side, Sean Manaya. <sighs> I don't, Grant, like when we're looking at Sean Manaya's numbers, it's solid, but like this isn't the same Sham- Sean Manaya of a couple years ago where he's going to go out and strike out a ton of guys. Um, I think the biggest concern here for me with Sean Maniah is just the strikeouts. The matchup's not terrible. This lineup is not as good as it's been in the past years against left-handed pitching, but what's your thoughts here on Manaya?
2: I actually like him today. Um, guy doesn't strike, doesn't walk a ton of guys. I know he hasn't had a ton of strikeouts this year. I know he's given up a lot of hard contact to lefties, a lot of ISO, which doesn't really seem like um, something that's going to continue with his stuff. So he doesn't walk a ton of guys. And that's the biggest worry you have going up against Minnesota that in power the playing over in Oakland, which is definitely an uptick for him. Um, So I honestly don't hate him. His price tags a little bit high at 8k uh but I still think that he's squarely in play so I'll use a little bit of him cuz like I said he could he can go later in the game he's been pitching right around 100 pitches almost every single day, game they took him out a little bit early versus that Detroit game just because he made it six innings he'd been really efficient he was pitching well and they just decided you know it's time to bring in the bullpen and let him secure the win so I I actually like him a little bit on this slate I mean 23% um, strikeout rate to lefties since the beginning of last year, 20% to righties, but 3.4% walk rate overall, ground ball pitcher. Like, I know there's some fly ball guys in this lineup, but it also kind of depend on who ends up being in the lineup. I know Garlic being out is going to be a little bit of a downgrade for Anea. like they could put a studio in there. Arias could be in there even in a lefty-lefty matchup. I still don't like it that much. Um, so it kind of depends on what lineup they end up rolling out because who knows, like, they could – end up having random guys pop up for COVID contract to contact tracing or potential false tests, but wait and see on the lineup overall. I like him.
1: Yep. Um. Yeah, I think he's okay. Like again, I think he's okay. I don't think he's the greatest play, but I don't think he's the worst play. Um. I think we're going to see guys at the top be pretty popular. So this mid range isn't like super juicy. So I do think like, he is definitely a guy you could consider in this mid range here. Uh, let's talk bats in this one. Anything standing out to you for Minnesota? I mean,
2: Cruz and Garver probably. I mean, the two guys that hit lefties pretty well, the guys that are extreme fly ball hitters outside of that. Like I'm not taking any the lefties versus man, even though he has been giving up a decent amount of hard hits, but I like, could strictly be the hard hitting righties and Cruz and Garver. And that, that's, that's really it. Like I'm, Maybe I'll take a shot on Donaldson. It's not the worst idea in the world, but he's a bit of a ground ball hitter right now. Can't hit the ball hard, but, I mean, it, it's just – it's in Oakland. It's not going to be that great of weather. Um, it's not going to be terrible, but it's not obviously not a good hitter's ballpark, and I just keeps the ball on the ground too much. So, really just Cruz or Garver versus lefties. Two guys will always play. The situation is no different.
1: Yeah, um, obviously Cruz. I think Buxton's gonna be back for this game as well. Um, you know, assuming that he's back, so I think he's somebody God he's sixty two hundred. Why is Buxton sixty two hundred? That's a crazy price. Um the and, like, we...
2: pricing has been is all over the place on this slate. I don't understand it.
1: Yeah, like I can't do it. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I think that I think this is a spot you probably stay away from him. Um yeah, Nelson Cruz at five K. Donaldson forty two hundred, Garver at forty one. I don't mind some of these power righties um in this spot. And then on the Oakland side, like I like the lefties against Shoemaker. Um Olsen, I think is fine. Lowry's kind of expensive. Mark is always in play, even though it's a righty righty and Mitch Moreland's 3100 I don't mind him.
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd probably mostly go with Moreland. is just too cheap at 3100 Love Matt Olson. Lowry isn't a bad play, although he's a little expensive. He'd probably be a guy that I simply throw in for a stack. Um, same thing with Chapman going righty-righty. Shoemaker giving up a 221 ISO over the last two years going up against lefties. So he can definitely give up power, some power. 44% hard contact rate to lefties. So Olson's a clear top play, but Moreland's just too cheap. And then, yeah, don't mind Lowry, don't mind Chapman, but it's predominantly Olsen or Moreland.
1: Uh, Moving on, we have Atlanta at New York. No total in this game. Um, Morton against Tyon. Do you have any interest here um, in Charlie Morton?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've shown that they're willing to let him go late into the game. He's a guy that can still strike out guys. Just had nine the last game, seven the game before that. 96 and 83 pitches. Like, I know it's a match versus the Yankees, but Yankees haven't been fantastic so far this year. Still 4.7 total, so I'm expecting his ownership to be a little bit far down, and he can definitely get some strikeouts in this lineup, and he doesn't walk a ton of guys, which is a big worry in this lineup. So yeah, yeah, I definitely have a little bit of interest in him over at 8.1k, I believe over on DK.
1: Yeah, 8.1k. Um I think it's a boom bust spot. Like there's obviously a lot of strikeouts here and there's obviously a lot of power in this lineup. So it's definitely a boom bust spot uh for Morton, but I do think he's someone you could look at here in um tournaments and then Tyon on the other side um Yeah, like, you know, the Toronto game was awful for him. You know, just it was a really bad start for him. And, you know, this Atlanta team is they're starting to warm up. And this is a very good lineup. I think this is a spot at 9,200. I'm probably going to stay away from town.
2: Yeah, no interest in him at all. He may have some talent, but Atlanta is a tough matchup. That price tag is way too high. New York might be still be a little bit careful with him. I know he got in the low 80s pitches last time. Uh, may end up there again but i don't expect him to get too far into the 90s so just don't see a ton of upside at that price tag with a guy that just kind of a mediocre k-rate guy so no interest in tie on
1: um let's talk atlanta bats anything kind of standing out to you here against the yankees
2: i mean not a ton like freeman maybe ozuna I mean, Tyon's not bad to righties, he's not great to lefties, so Freeman is a clear and obvious play here, Um, he is priced up at 5.5k, or priced where he should be, but still fine with him as a one-off, outside of that, just like, yeah, there's not a ton to love, I mean, Ozuna's fine, is fine albies is fine no one's really great like it's freeman's the one that gets the premier matchup and freeman's the best hitter in that lineup but everyone else like if you really want to stack it up there is a 4.4 4 implied total but a yankees bullpen coming in after Tyon, who's also a decent pitcher just don't see a ton of upside on a 13 game slate
1: yeah like i think they'd be a team that you're gonna probably have to stack but you know you're gonna also have to see like Who's in the lineup, but, uh, you know, Cunha is a little bit banged up. Um, you know, he had an MRI on Monday. I didn't see anything on that. Um, He's
2: day-to-day right now, so I doubt yes. he plays today.
1: So we'll see, like, what the lineup looks like. Like, if this lineup is a little bit weaker, maybe Albies and um, Acuna don't play, maybe I take more shots on a guy like Tyon. But I, I think, like, if you're stacking Atlanta, it's Freeman, it's Ozuna, um Darneau at like catcher even though you're going to pay a little bit for him like it's probably more of a secondary stack for this team and then on the yankee side of things charlie morton you want to attack him with like power lefties and i think that's the biggest problem here for the yankees like obviously you can play all the right-handed power bats you want but he is a guy that really does limit fly balls and you know generates enough soft contact against righties
2: yeah. Yeah. No, just no one. I'm really seeing in this lineup for me. It's a stack or fade just because the Yankees do have a lot of power and they do have a lot of guys in their lineup and Morton is getting old. He could start to have some problems, but doesn't walk a lot of guys, which is a big thing for the Yankees lineup. They'll end up having a few walks going throughout the lineup, but yeah, you're not seeing a huge amount of big extreme fly ball guys. It's pretty much Hicks, Torres, Sanchez and Odor. Um, But with a high K Ram Morton, like he's a solid pitcher, giving up less than 100 ISO to righties over the last two seasons. Like, not a guy that I really like to stack against. And I just don't know if this is the spot because, I mean, in a stack, you want to get Judge and Stanton. Morton's still a guy that can strike out righties at a pretty good clip and keeps the ball on the ground.
1: Moving on, we got Arizona at Cincinnati, eight total in this one. Cincinnati, a 142 favorite. Gallin against Castillo. Um, any interest here in Gallin? Yeah, I
2: mean, Cincinnati's been super hot, but is still a guy that can strike out everyone in the lineup. 8.9K priced up a little bit, but I think that's still fine with his potential upside. Had eight strikeouts in his first matchup versus Oakland. Like, this isn't a great strikeout team, but it's not terrible. Around a 23% K rate in their starting lineup. So... Allen's fine. He's not my favorite, but he's definitely a guy that I will use a decent amount in tournaments.
1: Yeah, I think this is obviously a spot that is risky. This lineup is a team that has beat some teams up here. Um, I don't hate it. I think there's better options on this slate, but I think he is somebody that you can definitely take shots on. Um, Any interest here in Castillo? He's so
2: cheap. Like I get, he's been bad, but he's so cheap right now. I get his strikeout numbers are down. He just hasn't been pitching great, but he has been walking a ton of guys. Like still getting a decent amount of ground balls. His ERA is much higher than his xFIP. Like maybe he's just trash now. But like, am I missing something? He's what six six over on DraftKings. Like this is a slate where you want to pay up for some stacks courses on the slate. I mean, I have to assume that Castillo is going to be the highest priced guy on the entire slate, but our highest owned guy on the entire slate, but like, I still don't know if I want to fade him.
1: Yeah. Like his biggest issue this season so far has just been giving up power to lefties. Um, it's a small sample size. Don't get me wrong. But I think that's obviously, like, the biggest concern um, when looking at him in this matchup because they are going to be able to throw, you know, five, maybe even six lefties at him. I definitely feel more comfortable when he's facing, like, full right-handed teams. Um, The problem is, like, the lefties in this lineup aren't that great. Like, Calhoun's a good hitter. Peralta, is, you know, he has his moments, and Escobar is decent. But, like, that's really it. Rojas isn't great. Um, You know, Smith isn't great. So I, I think Castillo is – he's going to be chalky and you're just going to have to kind of decide am I playing the chalk or am I doing something else uh, because it sets up as a great spot for him and hes a, he should he should crush here.
2: Yeah. It's just – it's been a weird year. Like his power to lefty has given up so far this year. He's still got a 50% ground ball rate. He's only giving up 22% hard contact to lefties. I mean, it's just – a small sample size i know going into the past that he's been a guy that has given up a bit more power to lefties than he has to righties i mean it's just because occasionally he'll throw that fastball in there and they'll just beam it out of the park but like i still just i don't know if i fully buy into this after just a few starts i don't i don't think you fully can and he's given up 3 bombs like that can happen he's still struck out 7 and last and struck out five and the one before that he just had a horrible matchup versus st louis who like just got a lot of hits on him like he just got bad so i don't know like i'm willing to take that you take that first start out of the way and he's not been terrible this season he's definitely better than a 6600 pitcher
1: um let's talk bats anything stand out to you for arizona i mean
2: yeah. yeah you're kind of right the power lefties um you can go Calhoun, you can go Rojas, you can go Peralta, Cabrera. All of them are fine. Like again, I'm going to be on uh Castillo a ton. So I'm fairly certain I'm just going to fade Arizona altogether. Like except for a little bit of price savings with Calhoun and Peralta are at 3-2 and 3-3, I believe.
1: Yeah, I think like even if you're no, Calhoun's 2500. I think even if you're playing Castillo, if you want to play Calhoun on the same team, that's fine with me. Like Calhoun's just too cheap. I don't think you're going to need that much savings, but we'll see. But I think Calhoun is um, probably one of the best value plays on the slate in Cincinnati park upgrade. Um, yeah. Uh, Cincinnati against Gallen. Um Gollin's a guy that, you know, definitely is a really good strikeout pitcher. He's shown that he is very, very solid. Um, I think Nick Castillo, Castellanos being out of the lineup here obviously helps him. Moustakis is banged up, um, dealing with a little bit of a sickness. As much as I want to play Cincinnati in this spot, I want to see what the lineup looks like. Um, Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at.
2: Yeah, I want to see what the lineup looks like, but also just their price tags seem like they're a little high. I know that they've been playing really well so far this season, and I know that they were just crushing people. But if Ke- with Castellanos out, Mustakas potentially out, or even if he ends, he's in, like Suarez, Naquin, Mustakas, all over 5K. Joey Votto's 4.5K. There may be a few cheap pieces in this lineup depending on who ends up getting in there, where it may be a possible stack. But Gallon's a good pitcher. I don't think he's going to probably get blown up here Guy strikes out guys at a pretty hard clip doesn't give up too much hard contact or too many fly balls so i'm probably out on cincinnati here
1: yeah the prices i think that is also um where you're definitely kind of fading them I keep getting a million tweets and about Joey Votto switching up his swing this season. And I've definitely looked into it more and he's definitely hitting the ball harder. Um, So appreciate everyone tweeting me. Thank you. Um, Yeah. Maybe you, maybe you can play Votto in your, in your stacks now. (laughs) And by you, I mean, you, not me. Uh, Baltimore at Miami. (laughs) I wonder like, how many times over the last couple of years I've played Votto. I bet you it's less than five. Um,
2: I've played him a lot, and I've always regretted it.
1: I mean, if you played him this year, though, he's hitting the ball hard at least. Um, this is
2: the only time I haven't played him.
1: I know, and he's not choking up from what I've heard, so that's always a positive. Uh, eight total in this game. Miami is a 132 favorite. We got Harvey against Nadert. Um, any interest here in Matt Harvey?
2: Very little. Like, if the dome's closed, I could see going with him. Like, Miami lineup's not terrible, but it's not great. It's got a decent amount of strikeout bats in there. I mean, Duval, Anderson, Jazz, like Alfaro, all guys that can strike out a pretty decent clip. I know that my Harvey's a guy that we tend to target quite a bit. I mean, since the beginning of last year, he's just been kind of average overall outside of his Ks, which are pretty far down. But the matchup isn't terrible overall. Harvey's only 6.2K. Like, that's pretty cheap for this slate. So, I honestly don't hate it. Or he's 5.7, which is super cheap. I don't hate it. Like, honestly, if you're going to take a cheap pitcher outside of Castillo, there's only one other guy that I prefer, and I might be on a hill alone with that one. But, um, Harvey's not the worst play in the world. I feel like there's a spot where some people might stack against him. It's a way to kind of go against that. And I think that he could still put out a 20. 20 point game. And realistically on this slate, like there's a few guys can do that can do it, but they're all a little bit too high priced. So Harvey's not a bad play going up against a mediocre Marlins offense.
1: Yeah. I don't like him at all, but I completely understand what you're saying. Um, this team, it's just so weird. This team on paper looks terrible, but they're just, they just keep hitting like, it's so, I don't know. I don't like Harvey. I completely understand why you would take shots on him here. Um, but I'm going to pass. Do you have any interest here in um, Neeter?
2: No, he's not good.
1: Yeah, and just doesn't strike anybody out either. Like, very low strikeout rate, high walk rate. Um, I think this is a spot we stay away from him. And I think this is a game we target bats. Uh, I think the bats are interesting here. And we'll start with Baltimore Grant. The thing that I like about this game is outside of, like, Mancini, everybody is cheap in this game.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, I do like the Baltimore Bats quite a bit. Like I said, here is is not a good pitcher. Like, he's just not a good pitcher. I know that Miami's had some random prospects come up and do really well in the majors. Um, But this guy right now is just not ready for the majors. And, yeah, Mancini's expensive, but Stewart's not. Mullins isn't. Franco isn't like no one in this lineup is really that expensive. I get it's being played over Miami, obviously not a great hitters ballpark, but they can string some stuff together. I really don't mind this Baltimore stack at all.
1: Yeah. um, I think they're very much in play. I I think both of these teams could be like secondary stacks. Um, I think my favorite, like, Potential home run here is DJ Stewart. Again, man, we got, like, so many cheap bats on this slate. It's going to be really easy to kind of make everything work that you want to potentially play on this slate because, again, like, DJ Stewart's 2,800. We talked about Cole Calhoun. Um, like, even Santander, 3,900. I think, like, these guys are very much in play. And then on the other side, do you like anybody going up against Harvey here? I mean, Duvall
2: is just been crushing it so i'm fine with him but he's also kind of a boom or bust guy so far the season so it could regress a bit like it's they're cheap the bats here are cheap like aguilar's cheap duvall isn't that expensive jazz is cheap dickerson's 3100 he'd probably be my favorite guy um in the lineup but yeah realistically like it's not great here's ballpark These guys aren't that great. They're just cheap. So, I mean, you can stack them up as a mini stack, like you said, a secondary stack and go with some of the cheap guys that have some power and chisel Dickerson and Duvall, but I'm probably off of them.
1: Yeah. Chisholm just keeps hitting. Like I think he's hit in seven straight games and a few of those have been multi-hit games. Like he just keeps hitting and like he's second base shortstop eligible. Um, So I I really like the spot for him and Duvall, I think is super interesting. And, like, if you're going to play Duvall and Chisholm, you should play Anderson just to get, like, that three-man stack right in there. Um, Matt Harvey gives up bombs, like, the best of them. So, um, really like Duvall. Duvall's a massive, like, fly ball guy. Harvey's a massive um, ground ball guy. This is a great spot for um, Adam Duvall. I think he's going to go yard in this game. Um, I think that's it from that one. Moving right along here. We got Pittsburgh at Detroit. Uh, Tyler Anderson against Michael Fulmer. Any interest here in Anderson?
2: The weather's going to be bad in this game. Like, I think it's supposed to be 36 over there. Anderson hasn't been that bad, and Detroit's been really bad. I have a little bit of interest in him. I'm going to wait and see on the weather. Obviously, this game could end up being rained out. But the fact that it's 37 degrees, like, I could see this game being – played and Anderson actually doing well. I know he's not a huge strikeout guy. Hasn't been terrible so far this season, but he's cheap. He's, he's pretty darn cheap here. So I don't hate it. Like at 6.3 K, this guy can end up with a 20 point out and going up against a horrible Detroit team. That's been, I think still the worst team in the league in terms of strikeouts and uh, Woba on the season versus lefties. So I would not, put it against him to just go in here and shut him down so he's one of the cheaper guys that i like um not my favorite cheap guy think he'll draw some ownership but he's definitely a guy that can get this done in this weather
1: yeah obviously the weather makes it um a super interesting game the lineup doesn't like super scare you it's just man anderson doesn't strike anybody out and i think that's the 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 most concerning thing i think like I would eat the chocolate and Castillo before I would play Anderson here. And then Michael Fulmer, what's that? You can play both, sir. You can. Um... I probably will. Any interest here in Michael Fulmer? Um, no.
2: Fulmer's not great. I mean, I guess it's a decent ballpark. He's got a 4.3 or 3.8 implied run total against him. He's 5,800. He's super cheap. But I don't know if, how late he's going to go in the game. I get he went 78 pitches in the last one. I get he doesn't walk a lot of guys, but I don't see a huge amount of strikeouts. Him getting a huge amount of strikeouts here. Seventy point eight K-rate guy since beginning of last season. Been horrible versus righties. And I get that they have a few lefties in there with high K-rates, but I just... I don't play Fulmer in general, and this is not a spot where I really want to play me either. And I don't see a huge amount of upside where I see some upside with other guys around the same price range.
1: Yeah. I think this is obviously a spot that you like the weather for pitching, but neither one of these pitchers are good enough to take advantage of it. And I don't know, like this, this whole game, I think you just kind of hope it goes like four, three with no home runs and neither one of these pitchers go off yeah um any pittsburgh bats that you like here
2: now the weather scares me off of all the bats and it's not like any of them have a ton of like upside like moran would probably be my favorite he's the guy with the 277 iso versus righties but fulmer really hasn't given up a ton of power to lefties i mean he has a decent change of it and he gets a decent amount of ground balls i just I don't see a spot where any of these guys really hit a bomb outside of just a random fluke. And the, yes, they are all cheap, but again, the weather's not great. It's not a great pitcher for lefties, which are most of the guys I would look at in this lineup.
1: Yeah. I think like my favorite bat here would be Phillip Evans Um, because Fulmer is a little bit of a reverse split, especially when it comes to power, but the weather kind of just scares me off in general. So I'm probably going to pass and we have plenty of value. And then, as far as, like, the Detroit bats go, I really don't see a ton here. Like, Nunez is okay, but 4,300 seems like a lot for this this spot, you know, weather-wise. And, yeah, it's, it's really it. Like, I don't really want to play anybody else. Like, Goodrum is a guy that has been very good against lefties. So, if you want, like, a cheaper second base or shortstop, I think he's okay. Because he's like not likely going to get you like a home run anyway, but he's a guy that can get you a double and you know maybe. But this weather, man, not great.
2: Yeah, I mean, if the weather starts to look up a little bit, I think you can look at Nico. I think you can look at Ramos. Obviously, Ramos has been hitting the ball really well this year. Granted, it's been against righties predominantly, Um, but like he's still a guy with some pop. The problem is he's forty six hundred. Like I said, if the weather's not Better than it appears to be right now, then I have no interest in these Detroit bats.
1: Um, moving on, we got San Francisco at Philly, Logan Webb against Zach Wheeler. Um, any interest here in Logan Webb?
2: No, like. Just not really. He's priced at 7.4K. This is a guy that really doesn't have great numbers. He's been all right this year with a 23% K rate, but it's not a huge sample size. He did pitch one game of relief in between the start and his last start. Um, So I don't know if he's going to get into the 90 pitch range again. Wouldn't surprise me, but wouldn't surprise me if they stuck him in the 80s. He's 7,400. Seems like the price tag's a little bit too low. Granted, he's a ground ball guy, but this team has a decent amount of bats that, can hit the ball in the air and can do some damage. So I, the price tags a little bit too much.
1: Yeah, definitely worried um, a little bit about the pitch count and worried about like he was feeling like ill effects from like his second COVID shot and stuff. And not a big strikeout guy anyway. Um, So probably going to pass ballpark downgrade for him. Um, And then Zach Wheeler on the other side here. Do you think Zach Wheeler is going to be popular in this game?
2: I doubt it. Burns is on the slate. Um, I know Wheeler has been good so far this season, but he had that big 10K game, and then he's gotten 6-4, and four, like pretty much K-9, which is not fantastic. He did get up to 108 pitches in the last one, which is definitely a good sign, but hasn't had great games in the last two games. Granted, a lot of it's been because of Babbitt. I don't expect him to be the same K-pitcher he was in that first Atlanta matchup, but I don't think many people are going to be on him just because... Like, he hasn't done well in the last two games. I get he's going up against San Francisco, but pretty much the same implied team total as about four other teams. Same implied team total as Fulmer on this slate. And I don't know if he's fully a big strikeout guy. Like, he's got good stuff. He's got an increase in velocity. But he's more of a just pitch contact, ground ball pitcher, in my opinion. So I don't really expect him to be that chalky. And even in a decent matchup versus San Francisco, who's actually been hitting the ball well recently, I don't think I want to use him.
1: Yeah, I think he, it, it's really going to come down to ownership for me. If he's going to be highly owned, I'll probably stay away from it. Um, if he's going to be low owned, um, maybe I take shots. But I think this is a spot I'll probably end up staying away. Um, as far as like the San Francisco bats go, anything standing out to you here for the Giants?
2: Now Wheeler is a pretty decent ground ball pitcher. Pretty good pitcher overall, a good real life pitcher. It's not going to be great weather overall. Phillies are just an all right stadium. Like you can take a shot on belt. Yaz Dickerson probably, but Wheeler hasn't given up a whole lot of extra base hits going up against lefties since the beginning of last season. Don't expect that to change. Gets enough soft contact gets enough ground balls where it's not really a huge upside pitcher. They have a 3.8 applied run total against them. I'm probably just going to fade everything. Although if you really want to like belt is cheap, Um, like some of the bats here are cheap, but just overall, it's not a high upside spot for any of these guys.
1: Yeah. I think belt is just way too cheap Uh, and like even Dickerson, but I think belt's too cheap. I said this yesterday. I said he was my favorite player in the slate. Um, ended up hitting a home run. Like, I think belts, the, the guy I'm looking at the most here. I don't think I'm stacking San Francisco. I'd much rather stack Philly in this game on well, the other side of this game. I think Philly is the much more interesting stack. Um, Harper's 5,600. Ramuto's 5,200. We have some cheap bats that, you know, definitely can make that work with, like, Hoskins and McCutcheon. Um, I, I think Philly is a team that you're you're definitely looking at here. Yeah, I definitely
2: end up uh, going with the guys that are big fly ball pitchers up. Logan Webb, Big ground ball pitcher, 50% ground ball rates at the beginning of last season. Doesn't strike out a ton of guys, so the ball's going to be put in play. Doesn't give up a ton of extra base hits because of that. But Hoskins, extreme fly ball hitter. Harper, extreme fly ball hitter. You can throw in DeeDee in there. You can throw in to or Balm or McCutcheon to round it off. But like my favorite hitters in this are Hoskins, Harper, and Didi by a pretty decent margin. Although, is DeeDee going to be playing tomorrow? Did he get injured
1: today? He got banged up, yep.
2: Yeah. So if he's not in there, that's obviously a scratch off, but um he had some yeah, sw- he
1: didn't yeah, he didn't play Monday. I think it was like swelling in one of his elbows. Yeah, elbow,
2: I think I remember now. Um yeah. Yeah, so like Harper and Hoskins are by far my two favorite, but you can throw any of these guys in there. Webb can get a little beat up, this game can get a little bit out of hand.
1: Um yeah, moving on. We got St. Louis at Washington, Adam Wainwright against Patrick Corbin. Um, any interest here in Wainwright?
2: Not really. Like, you know, I don't know. He's 5.9 K. He's definitely cheap. He hasn't been terrible. Um, like Washington's just a tough matchup. Like Wainwright's been all right so far this season, been striking out guys at a pretty decent clip. But this Washington lineup, like I don't know if I fully want to go against it right now. Um, it's just Soto being in there. Obviously, he knows how to work the count. Um, Wainwright's a big ground ball guy to lefties, uh, but Bell, Schwarber, Soto are all guys that can absolutely take the ball of the ballpark. He doesn't strike out lefties at a very high clip, so they're more likely to put the ball in play. So I don't, I don't hate it. He's cheap like you can play cheap guys but i'm not a big fan of it and i don't expect him to go that late into the game
1: yeah i don't really like either one of these pitchers um you know wainwright not like a massive strikeout guy anyway and like this lineup isn't a team that strikes out a ton any so i think i'm going to pass on wainwright and Patrick Corbin, um, he's just going to face a lot of righties here. Like, he really struggled against Arizona last time out, really struggled against the Dodgers first time out, um, and then just going to face pretty much a whole right-handed heavy team here.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no. And he's just doesn't have control. Like, 16.7% walk rate on the season. He's walked more guys than he struck out. Doesn't seem to fully have it right now. I mean, maybe it's because – he was on the COVID list, like it can have some lasting effects. In any case, I'm I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of out on going up against a team that's pretty patient versus left-handed pitching. His just being completely erratic right now. St. Louis hitting pretty solid with their bats. Like I I just like there's a chance he returns old Corbin. He does well in this spot, but. This is too big of a slate. I'm just going to fade because he could potentially end up with another negative points game just because of how wild he is.
1: Yeah, I actually kind of really like the bats against him here. Um, I like Goldschmidt, Arenado, Even, like, I hate, like, playing Molina, but I think he's another guy you could play in this spot.
2: Oh, yeah. No, I love the power radios here. I don't mind DeJong either, like DeJong's sitting they at 3,700. Guy that can hit the ball at the ballpark, like Edmund... Kind of expensive. Don't hate it. Don't love it. He's a guy that you can throw in there and your stack. But Goldschmidt and Arenado are two fantastic plays. I love, love, love this stack here. Um, which I don't think they're gonna to be too heavily owned because Vegas has them pegged at a four point three implied run total. It's been played over in Washington Snob battle ballpark. Edmund, Arenado, Goldschmidt, Molina, Dijon can all hit the ball at the ballpark, and then and it, not sure who's gonna be the other guys in the lineup, but some of the other guys that may be in there have some pop considering. Um, so Corbin, just how wild he is. This is a perfect stack-up spot, and he could entirely crumble here.
1: Um, As far as the Washington bats go, obviously Soto Turner, Bell Schwarber, really like the four guys, uh, the main lineup, main four guys in this lineup. Uh, anything else here from Washington that you like?
2: Those are the main guys, like. No one else really stands out. I mean, Wainwright's been pretty darn good versus righties. The last few seasons has struggled a decent amount going up against lefties. So, yeah, it's pretty much just the lefties here: Soto, Bell, Schwarber. Um, Soto and Schwarber are obviously priced up. Bell's not terrible at 4,400, but these are the guys that are likely to hit the ball in the ballpark. that can get the ball in the air. They can crush it. So, those guys, if you want to throw in Harrison or – Turner or Castro or anyone else in your stack, I'm not going to argue against it. But you're targeting the lefties here.
1: Toronto at Boston, eight total. Uh, Boston a 122 favorite. Ryu against uh, Eduardo Rodriguez. Uh, Any interest here in Ryu?
2: I mean, Ryu hasn't been bad so far this season. He's been pretty darn good, in fact, in the last two matchups, although one was against Texas, so I'm not fully going to trust that. Um, Boston lineup's been pretty decent. So it's a little bit tough one to trust. Reeves at 8.7 K he has been getting up into the mid nineties and pitches. I don't hate it. 8.7 K. Um, it's going to be a tough spot for him, but he can definitely, he can definitely put up a GBP winning score in this spot. So again, he's pitched well, doesn't walk a ton of guys, decent K rate, just going up against a tough Boston team and it's over in Boston. So not really a great, uh, ballpark. So I don't hate it don't
1: love it they can platoon a lot of righties against him too i think is the biggest problem um renfro doll um you know they can add those guys to the lineup so kiki hernandez uh, just I, i'm more worried about all the righties he's gonna have to face um does strike out righties at a good clip but You know some of these righties. JD Martinez is one of the hottest hitters in baseball to start the year. uh, Very quietly hitting, very, very well, and might be back. Like this might be JD Martinez saying, "Hey, remember me? I'm one of the best hitters in baseball." So, um, Eduardo Rodriguez on the other side of this game. I've been saying it for a while. Like Toronto has a ton of power against lefties, but they're also not great against lefties. Yeah. But the pitch count—he's not throwing deep in games.
2: Yeah, no, he's not going over eighty, and he's eight k. Like, that's my problem. Like, he's pitched very well so far this season, and I mean, go back into the past—he's not this good of a pitcher, but he's still a pretty decent pitcher. The problem is, he's not going to probably go over eighty pitches, so. That's what I'm worried about, and I don't expect him to keep this walk rate this low. He's only walked one guy so far in the season. He's given up two bombs. Like, he's still striking out guys at a pretty decent clip, but I don't think he's as good as he's been so far this season. So, with the pitch count, I'm, like, even if you think that Toronto's not great versus lefties, like, Erod's had some pretty decent splits so far this season, and looking at the past, he's more splits neutral. But they can. There's still a bunch of good hitters.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Like the lineup is scary. Vlad Grichik, uh, Marcus Simeon is somebody they added. Uh, Bichette, even though Bichette's been kind of struggling against lefties, like we know the talent is there. Um, any interest here in the Toronto Bats?
2: I mean, not a ton. Like I said, Erod's been good, and I don't know if he'll stay this good, but there's, again, one of the spots where I'm just worried about his pitch count, so I don't know how late he's going to go in the game. He's still a decent pitcher overall, and these guys are all priced up. I mean, Bichette's 5'5", Vlad's 5'3", Simeon's 5K. Like, these aren't cheap, and, yes, you can throw in some cheaper bats in there and Grichik and Gariel, who I both think are decent plays, but, I mean, going back the last, what, two years, Erod is – not giving up a ton of hard contact and a ton of power to righties overall. So I don't see this as a huge upside spot. I won't argue with stacking up if you're not paying up for one of the aces on the slate, but I got to wait and see where ownership is going to be. But overall, like the price tags of the main three guys that I would want outside of Grichick and Gary L. It's just a little bit too high for me.
1: Um, Boston, I, like I said, J.D. Martinez, um, if you were looking for maybe a pivot off of cores, I think J.D. Martinez has to be up there on your list.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, problem is he's expensive, but doesn't matter. J.D. is just always been a guy that crushes lefties has been crushing it this year. I don't care if he's 5.8 K. I'll definitely use him as a one-off. Don't know if I want to stack here. Ryu not really a guy that gives up a ton of hard contact, gets a lot of ground balls, doesn't walk a ton of guys still strikes out guys at a def- decent, clip. So he's not really going to be a guy that gets blown up. And I know that Boston has been pretty hot so far and it's decent hit- hitters ballpark, but like Martinez is the only guy that really stands out that much. And he's super expensive. Like you can play Bogarts. He's fine. I wouldn't play Devers because he's got the, doesn't have the platoon split. Um, Renfro, maybe, but I always worry about him getting pitch hit for. He's 3K, so I don't mind throwing him in there. That guy hits lefties really well, but like it's mostly just JD.
1: Um, New York Mets, Chicago Cubs, no total in this game, but it's sounding like there's not going to be a lot of wind. Uh, Mets are a 140 favorite. Tajan Walker against Jake Arietta. Um, any interest here in Tajan Walker?
2: He's not bad. He's 7.6K. He's priced where he should be. guy's pitched fairly well so far this season. Struck out eight in his last matchup going up against Philly. Not going terribly late into the games. They've given him a little bit of a stringent pitch count. Like, I don't think his strikeout rate is going to continue to be this high. But Chicago's been pretty bad so far this season. They have a ton of strikeouts in their lineup. So he does offer a little bit of upside. Again, there's a whole bunch of guys that you can potentially play at this 7k range none of them stand out as fantastic plays but like he's right there with shoemaker like he's kind of right there with maida kind of right there with a lot of these guys and i don't know if he's any better i mean you probably if you're going to stay in this range probably mix and match but most of my favorite guys are in the 6 and 5k range
1: yeah i think any pitcher, any right-handed pitcher, especially against the Cubs, is in play right now. Um and it's more of just <laughs> they're so bad this year. Um there's so many strikeout upside just at the bottom of the order. Peterson Baez is striking out at like 40. I think I saw this earlier today, like forty four percent or something like that. Um, so I think there's upside here for Walker. I think he's super interesting for tournaments. Um because I do think that like Castillo is going to be pretty popular, $1,000 cheaper. So I think Walker is very much in play here for tournaments. And then Jake Arrieta on the other side of this game, probably a pass for me.
2: Yeah, no interest in him. Mets have some talent. Arrieta is not that talented anymore. That's it. That's basically like it's not. he's not even an extreme ground ball pitcher anymore.
1: He's just well, he just yeah, he just has a lot of negative regression coming. You know, his Sierra and X Fipper almost two points higher than the ZRA, getting fairly lucky to start the season, giving up a ton of fly balls. So, all you need is like some of that luck to change here in this game, and some of those fly balls start going over the fence, and it's it becomes way different. Yep, for that reason. Um, I think the Mets are. You know, very interesting here. Nimmo, Lindor, Dom Smith, Pete Alonso, Conforto. I think all these guys are in play.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, and obviously, area over the last few years has struggled a lot versus lefty, giving up a 214 ISO since beginning of 2019. So Smith, Nimo, and McNeil, Conforto, all fantastic plays. Alonzo can easily hit him out of the ballpark. Like you said, he's in for some pretty bad negative regression. He's had a lot of fly balls so far. This is just a perfect spot for the Mets, and they're probably one of my favorite stacks on the entire slate. I don't know what the total is going to be, but my guess is it's probably going to come out around 4.7, um, depending on how the weather is looking tomorrow. Uh, but Alonzo is the only guy priced over 5K. Like You can get McNeil at 3.6, Conforto at 3.5, Nimo at 3.5. That's just silly price tags. Um, this is going to be an easy team to stack up, and you can easily fit – Alonzo and Lindor in a five-person stack, and it won't be a problem at all.
1: Um, Any interest here in the Cubs' bats?
2: I mean, they've been bad. They've been real bad so far this season. I mean, Contreras and Bryant and Rizzo aren't hitting terribly, uh, but, like, Walker's striking out guys at a decent clip. I don't know. Like, you can. I probably won't. Like, I I'm not paying 5K for Baez when he's just striking out every single time at the plate, although he does occasionally hit a bomb. Like if you're going to go with anyone, it's probably Bryant, Rizzo, and Contreras, but they're all kind of priced up where I don't fully want to play them in the spot.
1: Tampa Bay at Kansas City. Rich Hill against Brad Keller. Um, any interest here in Rich Hill?
2: I mean, he did just get blown up, but his price tag definitely <laughs> regressed a ton. Like, I think you kind of have to. Like, I know he's probably not going to go that late in the game. He'll probably make it five innings. Like, Casey's played well this season, hasn't struck out a ton versus lefties, but Rich Hill was 9K in the chalk like a week ago or five days ago, rather. Like, I know he hasn't pitched great this season. I know he's given up four and runs at every one of his starts, but the strikeout stuff is still there and he's super cheap right now like 6.8k is not a high enough price tag for him even if he only goes 88 pitches so yeah play rich hill
1: good pitching weather too gonna be super cold um in kansas city crosswind um you know we saw josh fleming like throw five really solid innings against kansas city i think he only allowed two hits um I definitely think Rich Hill is worth taking some shots on. And again, it's like, who can I pivot off of Luis Castillo in tournaments? Um, So I think Hill's in there. Brad Keller, you know, after getting rocked in his first two starts, um, obviously came out and pitched really well against the Angels, just like we all wrote it up. Um, He's been getting a little unlucky to start the year, but overall, um, I, I don't think he's very good. I don't know
2: if he is either. But honestly, there's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup. I mean, I'll wait and see what lineup they end up rolling out, but I like Keller. Like I strangely enough, like he's super cheap, is the main thing, and I like we haven't gotten to Burns yet, but I plan on pretty close to locking him in. He's a guy to pivot off of Castillo who can do bad. Like Keller, I know hasn't been great, but he did pitch really well going up against the Angels. There's a 27.2 ejected K rate in this lineup. Like there's a lot of strikeouts here and he's a guy that does have some talent. Like I, I really like Keller. I might be alone. I'm going to have to look into this more tomorrow, but Keller is going to be one of my higher own pitchers on this entire slate. And I think that this is just a spot with good weather. It's 46. This is already a stadium that is pretty decent for pitchers. There's a lot of strikeouts in this Rays lineup. I I think Keller comes out here and pitches a twenty point game, which at five point four K, I'll absolutely take it.
1: Yeah, I think. Just there are so many cheap bats that I don't know if we're necessarily going to need Keller on this
2: slate. Um, Sir, so there's cores on the slate.
1: I know, but th- we've we've talked about four or five guys under three K, that are in good spots. So I don't know. Yeah, cores on the slate, and it's Houston and Colorado, and obviously there's a ton of upside there. So you know we can definitely talk about it. Um, I think it's coming up. I think it's the next game we're gonna talk about. So, um, let's talk bats here. Any interest in the Tampa bats against Keller? Not really.
2: Big ground ball pitcher can get babbipped, Can get a little bit wild, but I don't. I don't know if he's gonna give up a ton of. Fantasy points here, like Rosaria is priced up. Like maybe go Meadows going up against him. He can get a little bit wild going up against Lefties, like Zunino, a guy that has a ton of pop. And like going up against a low strikeout pitcher, he can get the ball in the air. Maybe Lau, like probably probably those three guys would be the main ones I want to go with. Like Zonino's a key cheap catcher that can hit a bomb here, even in bad hitting conditions, but Like I said, I'm a lot higher on Keller than probably most people are going to be tomorrow.
1: Yeah, um, I I love Meadows in this spot. Meadows is a massive fly ball guy. Keller is a massive ground ball guy. Really like Meadows here. Brendan Lau is another guy that hits the ball up in the air a ton, and Mike Zanino is another guy that hits the ball up in the air a ton. So um, any of those one-offs, I don't think I'd stack Tampa here, especially with this weather conditions, but I think any of those one-offs are in play. And then on the Kansas City side of things, again, I don't think I would I would stack here, but looking at guys like Soler or Maryfield, Santana, Perez, Alberto, any of those guys I think are okay.
2: Yeah, I mean, Rich Hill, is, like, I know he hasn't done great so far this season. He's given up four runs in every single start, but he's still striking out guys at a decent clip. So I I don't know if I'd really take a shot on any of these guys like in this hitting weather, especially considering that, like, as always, wits priced up, Perez is priced up. So if I'm taking a shot on anyone, it probably be Solaire.
1: Houston at Colorado, no total in this game. We got uh, Garcia against Gray. Any interest here in Garcia?
2: Um, no. Uh, also going to double-check the weather because – it's currently snowing right now, and 23 degrees where I'm at. It's snowing. Probably, we're at a we're in a winter weather warning right now, until about five. So I'm checking to see where it's going to. I mean, it's still not going to be warm, but it won't be snowing tomorrow. This has been your weather forecast by someone not named Kevin Roth.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't I don't have any interest in Garcia. Not a big strikeout guy, walks a lot of guys. Um it's cores John Gray uh going up against Houston, like look goodness, first couple starts, but you know, look like John Gray um in his last start. I don't have any interest in him here going up against Houston, not a big strikeout team and gets the bumping course. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm kind of on the exact same page. <laughs> although, I mean, it's not going to be the same lineup without Alvarez probably in there, um, but they still don't strike at a huge clip in its course.
1: Let's talk bats. Um, uh, what's standing out to you here for Houston? Obviously, like, this isn't the normal Houston team. Um, you know, Bregman is supposed to play in this game, Um is not going to play, and um, they said Alvarez should play. So I mean,
2: is Alvarez going to play? I, I think he can play. No, I
1: said Alvarez is going to play. Altuve didn't travel. Like, Altuve I should be Alvarez, out. I know
2: Alvarez, are they going to throw in the outfield? In that outfield?
1: Oh, well, yeah, maybe not.
2: I mean, that's that's <laughs> kind of that. That's kind of my worry. I don't know if they're going to have Alvarez in this lineup just because like the one of the hardest places to play is Coors, and he's obviously defensive liability. Um, I don't know. Eh, we'll see. We'll see tomorrow. Who knows? But I, I don't expect him to play. I could be wrong, and obviously it doesn't matter because we'll get the lineup before lock, anyways. Um, if he plays, he's a fantastic play. Um, pretty much everyone's in play. Like Bregman is 5.4K, like – Again, I'm probably going to play a decent amount of cores because I like a lot of cheap pitching. Um, but Brantley stands out as a pretty darn good play. Gray has been bad versus lefties since the beginning of last season, giving up a 2.14. Iso, giving up a 43% hard contact rate. Grant, a lot, a lot of that's from cores, Correa, Diaz, whoever else ends up making the lineup. I don't know what lineup they're going to end up rolling out. Um, but Tucker is probably, probably my favorite play at 4.3K. It's just too cheap, but yeah, you, this is, this is course. And even though it's going to be cold, like Greg can still throw some heat and ball's going to be flying off the bat. So yeah, now yeah, play all, play all Houston players, but I think Tucker Bregman and Brantley are the main go-tos for me.
1: Yeah. I really like Brantley at 4.6 K. I think he's too cheap. Um, Really think he's too cheap. And then on the Rocky side of things like, you know, story is expensive like the top of the order is expensive but like once you get past like cj crone's 4.2k um hampson's 4k like there's plenty of cheap bats in this rockies lineup
2: yeah yeah no uh crone is definitely probably my favorite play i know he hasn't hit well this year but i don't really care like he's still a guy with some pops still a guy that i think is a good hitter like he's still watching the ball well, well has a 20 percent walk rate going up against the righties this year So it's just kind of like... like The guy has a 50% fly ball rate, 40% hard contact rate this year, and yet he's somehow batting 182. Like He's due for some positive regression. This guy is actually a good hitter. He's too cheap at 4.2K. Like Story, McMahon, Blackman, we all know that they're good hitters. All of them are over 5K. All of them are good play. Two of them have the platoon split, and he's not a great pitcher, and I think he throws... A curveball fairly often, so that's pretty much out of his repertoire for this game. So, like, I, I, this is it's cores. It's all I should really have to say, but it's cores going up against a guy with a curveball, and you take the top bats on this in this lineup.
1: Texas at LA taking on the Angels, eight and a half total here. Angels a two twenty three favorite. Jordan Lyles against um, Otani. Um, any interest here in Lyles?
2: He hasn't been bad so far this season and I can't figure out why he's not good. Like he's not even due for negative regression according to his numbers, but he's somehow been pretty decent versus lefties, which doesn't really make sense to me. He's not striking out guys at a massive clip, but he's been pitching all right. But no, I'm not going to play Lyles against the angels.
1: Yeah, um, I'm not going to play Lyles against the Angels either, and I'm probably not going to play Otani today. I like the price tag at 7,500, but they said that with the blister, they're not going to let him throw over 75 pitches.
2: said around 75 pitches. I know people are liars, but yeah, he'll probably be right around that. Which, I mean, it's 7.5K going up against Texas. Like, I want to see what his ownership is because. If he goes eighty pitches, let's let's be honest. Lefty going up against Texas with the stuff that Otani has, like, how many strikeouts do you think he could get in eight innings? Or not eighty in eighty pitches?
1: Um five to eight.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think he yeah, I think he could get into the 8 strikeout range against this Texas team. Like they're not patient. Like he throws heat. I honestly um, I I think that he's still very much in play. But I have to wait and see where ownership is because if he's going to be heavily owned, I'll probably be off of him. But like this is just such a perfect lineup or such a perfect spot. And he's been pitching pretty well. Like, I yeah, I'm using him. I'm I'm just probably going to straight up use him unless he's going to be
1: choppy. Um, yeah, I think he is. I think he's in play. Um, I, I'll say this: I don't really like any Texas bats against him.
2: Yeah, I'm not using any of them. Like, I mean, obviously, you can always use. Um, Gallo is a one-off but like yeah it just he's he's a solid pitcher these guys aren't doing great a lot of lefties in the lineup so I mean if I'm gonna go with anyone it's probably gonna be Solak maybe Garcia I think he's still super cheap right now but yeah no, no real interest in
1: anyone else uh, as far as the angels go, Mike Trout obviously, anytime he's on the field, he's in play at 6.1k. Um, I don't know, I, I don't really love a lot here. Um, is Justin Upton still like super cheap? 3.5k. Yeah, I think he's he's super playable. And then, um, I'll keep saying this until they price or change his multiplier, but Jared Walsh on super draft at 1.75.
2: Yeah, no, that's. It's down from two, though, so that's good news. Um, but, yeah, like, without being able to play Otani in this offense, like, obviously big downgrade. Lyles is not a good pitcher, or but, like, Trout is one of the top plays on the slate outside of Coors. And then it's the same thing as it is every day. Like, I'm not a huge fan of anyone else in the lineup outside of Walsh. So you can't really stack it up too easily. So it's just one-offs with Walsh and Trout.
1: We finish it out with Milwaukee at San Diego. It's a seven total. San Diego is a slight favorite here. It's Burns against Paddock. Um, Burns, this guy is just a strikeout machine to start the season. Tough matchup going up against San Diego, but I'm willing to roll the dice here. Um, I, I think he is a guy at 39% K rate since the start of last season. And we're, I'm just playing him like beat me San Diego.
2: Yeah, unless he's going to be super chalk, I might go all in on him. Like He's just been unreal so far. I mean, the dude's given up, what, four hits so far this season, striking out guys at a 40% clip. I don't care if it's a tough matchup going up against San Diego. Burns has just been unreal. I don't care. I'm going to play him. He's my favorite play on the entire slate of pitcher.
1: And then Paddock on the other side, like this Milwaukee lineup is is really bad. Um But we we really haven't seen, like, Chris Paddock dominated games since, like, early last year, late last year, like, last year for sure.
2: Yeah, he's been a below-average pitcher. Like, very below-average pitcher. I mean, all that really matters is he's 10K. I'm not paying 10K for Chris Paddock. I know that's a matchup versus a horrible Milwaukee team right now. But he's striking guys out at, like, a 16% clip this year. He's walking a lot of guys. He hasn't – he's had one game – over seven points in three. Like, they'll give us – he generally has a fairly short leash. The only reason he made some 99 pitches in the last outing was just because, like, he had a really long inning. Um, but, yeah, he hasn't made it past five pitches. He's walking a lot of guys. Like, nothing about how he's pitching looks good right now. And he's way too expensive. So, like, this is another one of those pricings on the slate that I just don't understand how they could drop – Rich Hill down 2K after a bad outing, but after an okay outing by Paddock, they would put him up 1,500. Like, it doesn't make any sense. So, Paddock is 100% out. I don't know what his price tag is on other sites, but on DraftKings, zero chance I'm playing him.
1: Any bats from this game?
2: (laughs) Probably not, honestly. Like, there's a seven total on this game. Like, If I was gonna use any bats, it'd be Milwaukee because it's a much better matchup. But their bats are all trash. So I don't know. Like if you want to maybe use like Shaw's not even that cheap. Like I'm trying Vogelbach, if he makes the lineup, I I don't hate it. But like maybe Garcia. I don't I, I don't think I'll use anything like. Even though Paddock's been bad, he may go back to revert to being a normal pitcher. But this Milwaukee Lions just bad. It's not a great ballpark. Like, nothing about this is good. And then I'm not playing anyone against Corp. Like, just not going to happen.
1: All right, let's play the morning grind game, give our super draft plays of the day, and then uh, get out of here. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got? Castillo. Yeah, I'll go Walker. Um over 8k to score under 15 who's your bust? Attic. Um give me Give me Ryu against the the Sox. Um over 4k to hit a home run not in course. I don't wanna... I'm going to go with Matt Olson. I'll go Nolan Arenado. Um, under 4k to get two hits, not in course. Um, uh, looking,
2: we're a ton of bats. I loved on this slate. Um, Nemo,
1: we DJ Stewart, and one of them is going to be a home run. Um, stack to score six or more runs. Mets, Mets, I like it. Uh, give me the Cardinals. Uh, any bets standing out to you here? Um, there was one. I'm not so sure about that anymore.
2: Um, we don't have a total for that game. Cardinals money line at one, one plus one sixteen. Corbin's kind of dust
1: now. Like that one. Um, I like that one. Um, give me. Oh, man. I don't really love anything today. So if, you, if the Mets line moves a little bit, like it opened at 141. If the Mets get down to like 120, I'd take the Mets minus 120. So if that line moves a little bit today, maybe it moves. Um, who's your super draft player of the day today?
2: Corbin Burns is a 1.8x multiplier. Play him 100% play him I don't care if he's 70% on you play him 100% yeah
1: I was looking at it I was like man you could realistically maybe even play Paddock with him
2: yeah it's not the worst idea in the world I think it can go a few different ways just because like obviously Paddock's not in play at 10k but uh, yeah he's definitely in play at what is it 1.75x multiplier
1: yeah Um, my super draft play of the day Man, it's so hard not to say Jared Walsh again. Um, I was trying to see if there's anything else that like was like jumping out to me um, as far as bats go. Yeah, like one point seven five is just so juicy. But my super draft play of the day, and I hate taking a course guy, but Kyle Tucker. Um, You should have him in every lineup that you build on Super Draft today. 1.75X in cores against John Gray. That's ridiculous. Um, Yes. Sign me up, Grant. Sign me up. Yeah. Um, Any final thoughts before we get out of here?
2: Check the weather tomorrow, I guess.
1: Yes, you should check the weather every day when it comes to baseball. That's going to (laughs) wrap it
2: up here. I meant more in cores than anything.
1: It's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back talking baseball tomorrow. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then. See you, kids.